Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. The FBI raid that saw classified documents seized from Donald Trump's home doesn't seem to have dented his political ambitions or influence on the Republican Party. His latest political victim is Republican Liz Cheney, a harsh critic of the former president who's lost her primary and chances of re-election. Today, US national security expert Karen Greenberg on the dangerous time in American politics. Karen Greenberg, Donald Trump, he's in a lot of trouble right now, and I want to talk to you about that soon. But first, I want to look at his political influence over the Republican Party, because it seems like that is as strong as ever. We saw this week one of his biggest critics, the Republican Liz Cheney, paid the price of standing up to him. Liz Cheney has suffered a landslide loss in the primary contest for her congressional seat to a hand-picked Trump candidate. But she's been and that was pretty shocking. She has a lot of control over certain states and certain elections, and it's extremely dangerous. The people of Wyoming are going to tell her... Liz, you're fired. Get out of here. She stood up to uh, what she has claimed is a, a president who is trying to destroy democracy, destroy the country as we know it, as a country that adheres to the Constitution and the laws. Two years ago, I won this primary with 73% of the vote. I could easily have done the same again. The path was clear, but it would have required that I go along with President Trump's lie about the 2020 election. It would have required that I enable his ongoing efforts to unravel our democratic system and attack the foundations of our republic. There are a number of experts, and I think it's an interesting tack to take, who say that in a way this sort of empowers her. I'm sure heard the rumors that maybe she'll run for president, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. You have to realize that many in the Republican Party are looking to reclaim what they think is their Republican Party that is not owned by white supremacists, that is not owned by Trumpists. And so the most visible um, public figure to take on that role is now Liz Cheney. They have not seen anything like the power of Americans united in defense of our Constitution and committed to the cause of freedom. Thank you all. God bless you. God bless Wyoming. God bless the United States. I want to go back now to those FBI raids at Donald Trump's home in Florida. And to do that, we have to go back to August the 8th, the day of those raids. Trump himself made the raid public, didn't he? Yeah, it was Trump. It's very interesting, you know, to claim that something's being politicised when you're the person who made it public, that this is what is happening to you, namely the raid, is sort of trying to turn the story on its head. So, yes, he was the one that made it public. The FBI went in. Remember that in June... Uh, the FBI had, we now know, issued a subpoena to look for these uh, records, and, and that subpoena had not been complied with. So this raid is following on trying to do this in a more lawful procedural way that Trump was not going to accede to. Mm, so just remind me now how the raid came about. 
well, we're learning bits and pieces of it, right? So mm. the way we understand it now is that the, the raid came about, that Donald Trump's lawyer was there, that um, they looked for boxes that they had been tipped off about, that had uh, information that belonged to the National Archives, that they went in and they found 11 boxes, that um, some of them, some of the materials that were found were top secret as you know, very classified information in our nomenclature here. We do know that in the uh, search warrant, they mentioned three acts that they were considering had been violated by the former president. Just now, the Justice Department has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal a search warrant and property receipt relating to a court-approved search that the FBI conducted earlier this week. One which garnered all the headlines was the Espionage Act, which interestingly is an act that although it connotes spying, is not only about spying, it's also about gathering, transmitting, or losing defense information. It's illegal to remove documents related to national security from their proper place, which is the National Archives, if they could pose a threat to national security. And there's a steep uh, penalty for this if you're found guilty of it, which is up to 10 years. Also mentioned in the warrant was the uh, worry about criminal handling of government records. And this is what you read about as obstruction of justice. Destruction, alteration, or falsification of government documents or records in investigations is against the law. And that actually brings a prison sentence of no more than 20 years, which is quite a steep uh, penalty. And then there is the final uh, issue that was mentioned in the warrant, which is that it makes illegal the destruction or theft of any government document. It's punishable by three years in prison, but you're also forbidden uh, from holding public office if you're found guilty of this. So Donald Trump has not been charged with any of this, but this is what was named within the warrant to legitimize the ability of the FBI to go in and take these documents. What, why? Why did he hold on to these documents? What was in them? And, and what is the FBI now going to learn? Mm, the speaker, Nancy Pelosi, she described these documents as higher than top secret. Right. This, this information, as it is coming across, and we, we don't, we'll know more later, is highly classified, well above top secret. So do we have an idea of exactly what's in those documents? No, we don't. And there has been some suggestion that there was information related to nuclear weapons. But I wouldn't jump to conclusions here. We really, we don't want to, we have to to wait to see what we're going to find out. But what she did say about the, you know, higher than top secret is is right. Mm. And that in and of itself is alarming. Mm, you, you don't want to jump to conclusions, but if there is a connection to nuclear secrets, what are the risks of that if, if it's true? Oh, my God. Mm. You know, who knows? Because then what would be the reason to keep something that was related to nuclear weapons? You know, um, information related to nuclear weapons is, is regulated by all the things I mentioned, but also by the Atomic Energy Act. It does raise it to a whole other level, not just legally, but let me say um, in terms of the uh, safety and security of the United States. And the issue here is not just about the guilt uh, or not guilt of the former president. The issue here is, was there anything done with this information? Was it just lying there at Mar-a-Lago or are we going to 
find that it links uh, the, the country to other things that may have compromised the national security of the country. You've mentioned that Trump hasn't been charged yet. He's still having a pretty big political influence in the United States. What's he been saying as all this information, you know, keeps coming out? His stance in this all would be is that, you know, he's been using the words, the FBI is like the Gestapo, this is a political prosecution, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that plays very well with his base. Trump is using his um, megaphone, his social media megaphone in particular, to try to color this as, well, you know, I'm, I'm the victim here. A friend of mine recently said that I was the most persecuted person in the history of our country. And then I thought about it, because I didn't have time to think much, because I'm always being persecuted. And we've seen... His supporters, they've been taking to the streets. We've even seen an FBI office targeted. Yeah, the backlash from this is is quite alarming and real. A man in Ohio last week to forcibly enter an FBI office with a rifle and a nail gun. He fled the scene and was later killed following a standoff with police. And um, there's been a number of of upticks in concern about attacks on uh, government agents and others. So why aren't we mobilizing and taking up arms against our government? Well, let's talk about that. When and where do I sign up to stop the tyranny? To those who are wolves, those who are willing to stand up and fight, please follow. Please stand with us. So it's time to hit the streets. You thought BLM and Antifa burnt some shit up? Well, you just pulled the pin on the grenade, motherfuckers. It's frightening. This country is is challenged right now. Wow, it, it just sounds so volatile. Karen, what does it all mean, though, for Donald Trump's desire to be president again? I see reports that he could actually announce whether or not He's going to put his hand up earlier than we thought in the next couple of weeks. Why would he do that? Well, one of the speculations is that if he if he says I'm running sooner, then he can claim that anything that's trying to deter him or step in his path is politicizing any of the uh, movements that are being made against him. So it would be kind of a deft act in that way. He's sort of playing a chess game, which is, well, if I say I'm going to run for president first, doesn't that mean that you have to stay further away from me? But the polls show that, in fact, in terms of Republican support or disfavor with Trump, he's actually losing favor in the party in a wider sense, despite what we're seeing from these primaries. And what do you think? Do you think he will be a candidate for the presidency? I think that it's really hard to imagine his ability to run for the presidency now, and it may be that he's excluded by the law. Professor Karen Greenberg is the director of the Centre on National Security at Fordham University Law School in New York. Of the more than 200 candidates Donald Trump has endorsed, only around 20 have lost so far. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Peed. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. Over the weekend, catch This Week with David Lipson. He'll be looking at if we're heading for a third La Nina in a row and another soggy summer. 
I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.